Okay, hey guys, hope you're all right and doing well. Say hi, Kate. Hi, morning. One day you should just go hi. hi. You should say hi. You should just say hi, Kate, because I said say hi, Kate. <laughs> because we're weird. <laughs> so I've been looking forward to talking about this one because I, I particularly love this. It's about food prepping and planning. So basically, all about cooking. Cooking. Cooking is cooking, Kate. I don't, know, I don't know what cocking is. That's C O C K. It's like Friday night all over again. No, no, no. Why do we do this to ourselves? I know. I know. Let's just accept that we're different. Yeah, Kate's a skanky southerner who's come up north with us northerners. <laughs> so today's a really good, a really cool one to talk about. As I think personally, apart from maybe the lockdowns, hopefully boosted it a little bit. But home cooking was a dying art. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I think I know why, what it could be. I don't think it's people being lazy. I just think things become too convenient. As in, you can get um, at the supermarket ready-made meals done. Um, takeaways are like literally within a one-mile radius for most people. Uh, they're not yeah. expensive either. Uh, people deem unhealthy. Well, I say not that I believe it's healthy and unhealthy, but unhealthy eating is cheaper than buying fruit and veg but i think a lot of it is knowledge uh, and i think people are just scared to home cook in case it goes tits up yeah but i do think a lot of time where you say that it's cheaper mm. i don't think it always is i think I people agree. actually sat and looked at what they buy to make a meal and how many meals that actually makes it's it's actually not it's actually cheaper to cook at home especially do it in bulk yeah, I mean, I appreciate buying fresh veg and all that sort of thing might be, but, you know, you, there, there are ways around that. Absolutely. So, yeah. In fact, Kate, because you've probably got better experience than me on this. Now, I, I haven't got children, but I do live with someone that can, I mean, this, what I'm going to sum up here is barriers, which what pe why people don't want to cook at home. This is what I commonly hear, and then let me know what you think, Kate. So the main one is having children. That's a big one I hear a lot of. So they don't want to cook loads of different meals. So I understand that. Um, another one would be their work. They're too busy. Um, it could be another one I hear is usually lack of space at home. I've actually had a client say because they've got a small fridge. They haven't got the space to store or enough room in the freezer. Uh, and another barrier is lack of knowledge how to cook. Mm. Has anyone yeah. uh, have mentioned, Kate, have you heard them quite a bit? I would say, yeah, I would say it's all of those. Um, yeah. I think with the kids one, I guess that depends how you are with your kids if they're fussy eaters. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't cook separate meals for us and the kids. It would be this is what we're eating. <laughs> I mean, apart from when they're babies and you're weaning and all that sort of stuff, that's a different matter. That's when cooking. But is how just do you manage that, Kate, over the years? Because to be fair, you've never been overweight. Um, you know, even after you've had children, you've always been active, and also you have to look after your calories and don't you, even before you tracked. So what have you kind of done yourself to kind of make sure your kids are getting a good meal, but you're not slaving in the kitchen doing loads of bloody meals all the time? Well, that's the thing, I think. it's I think having kids probably makes you... If you hadn't before, you will do when you have kids, I would say, because you are more concerned about that, you know, they want, you know, you need to get their five a day in them and all of that sort of stuff. They need to eat healthy. Um, I mean, I probably used to go overboard when I had kids. It was like, well, we know we need to have a variety. We need to have a, you know... Um, they need to get to taste everything when they're young, um, you know, so you're starting off with certain flavours and building on all of that. Um, so I think it was easier when you have children because 
your focus is on them and making and helping them eat properly so you tend to therefore do it yourself right okay that's um, interesting so I think for me that just that just happened that way anyway I mean you know I never had a bad diet anyway before the kids that's what I mean yeah we wouldn't have got taken obviously you're not going out when you when your kids are little Skins. so that <laughs> kind of goes out the window anyway but I probably we still wouldn't have sat there and say got takeouts in and stuff like that it, it would be eating with the kids and you want to also have that family time yeah. So it's sitting at the table and it's eating together. Um, and then the other thing as well is um, having kids and getting them into eating is kind of teaching them, not necessarily teaching them, but letting them get a bit involved. Yeah. They're more likely to eat stuff if they've been involved in it. So I say, I mean, deciding... I say all of that, but I say all of that, but my kids are still picky, so not all of that worked. But <laughs> Yeah, but you do try it. And uh, like, say, I think one lady from when we did the slate challenge at Christmas, and she got basically got a load of recipe books that went old school. And her and her, she got like, I think she got two or three girls, I think, no, two girls. And they all picked a recipe each that week what to do. Would you say something that's quite a cool way of doing it against the involvement? Yeah. And at least they're picking things they like. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think if they're involved in choosing it, mm. making it, shopping for it, whatever it might be, then I think they are more likely to eat it. Like the past Definitely. Instant Friday. Sorry? The pasta incident on Friday. The pasta on Friday. Pasta, yeah, exactly. pasta gates. It was all... <laughs> That's what I mean. You do your best. You, do you mind sharing this? Because it's funny. Yeah. So, obviously, when you got... I'm guessing when you got young teenage... I mean, I learned how to cook from quite a young age. But to be fair, your daughter is actually an okay cook. And she, she can bake and everything. And they're on the phone, basically. They were decided that they do the uh, the pasta sauce, but the sausage and, sausage and pasta wanted. Yeah, we had, yeah, so we you had met, sausages... Yeah. So Nick sausage, did the, sausage pasta. Yeah. So Nick did the sauce with the the sausages in, and then you have got the pasta that's in the fridge, which actually takes it only has to see hot water and it's cooked, isn't it? And oh, the try the of a conversation on the phone while out eating with us, like how to <laughs> how to cook pasta. Um, yeah. You know, but I bet you just have to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it does make it easier yeah. as a family eventually as as they get older. Um, again, because they're involved on the cooking sort of thing you know I mean yeah. when I was growing up my nan loved getting me and my sister involved cooking and mm. um, my mum again because she's a 90s the 90s were big all of a sudden frozen meals came out everywhere it was dirt mm. cheap it was quick to do it didn't go off so that's what I lived yeah. off I lived off those crispy pancakes uh potato waffles that you put in a toaster yes people are mind blown when I tell them that yeah. with a weird yeah. I mean, one no go on I was going to say we used to do that when we were younger, but at the same time, my dad had a um, had an allotment. Yeah. And when we were little, we would always go with him, and we would pick the veg that we would have for like Sunday. Lunch. Oh, that's cool. Uh. So that yeah. was always a good one. Yeah, it was always all yeah. four of us going to the allotment. It wasn't Love just that. him. So you know, you were kind of involved, and you got, you know, you learned about where it all came from and yeah. all that sort of stuff, some fresh veg and all of that. So yeah. No, I used to do that with my grandparents a lot. So they, all my grandparents have either had an allotment or do still have an allotment. And we would go out and pick stuff for them. Like, oh, I'll get some uh, runner beans off the, you know, the plants for you. Go collect some raspberries off there to put with your breakfast mm. and yogurt. You know, we used to do things. I, used to, I lived at my aunt's for quite a while growing up. So, you know, it's always like helping her out with the allotment a lot. Yeah, and I agree. When you, you know you're growing it and you're quite proud of it, you kind of want to eat it. But I think it's great for younger yeah. ones. I mean, I'm bringing this up with the home cooking because I know a lot of you in this group have children or may want children one day. I mean, um, I do get it as well that people want their kids to eat, so it may be that they will have to do separate meals. I do understand yeah. that some people may want to do that. 
um, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know whether it sounds a bit harsh. That I was very much like, this is what we're having and this is it. You know? Well, I did. That's but, how I was brought up. You know? Yeah, but there were odd moments when you think, well, okay, I want them to eat properly, so therefore... Yeah, I'm and that's things. understandable. But I do get that. Yeah. Obviously, there are allergies and intolerances and things like that. So. Like, like yours have, aren't they? You know, and that's why yeah. you lie. You lie to them. It's got nuts in when I give you a cake. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've got cake later, just so you know. I'll be bringing it round. Yeah, it's probably got nuts in as well, isn't it's it? It's definitely got nuts in cake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Um, but the reason we're bringing this up because people will... Even this and fit, and even just general about fitness and that. But when it comes to home cooking, there's always many barriers people bring up. Uh, obviously, you know, Kate has to manage it. She's got two teenage kids now, which can be worse sometimes, I think. <laughs> you know, because they yeah. want to eat out, they'd rather take away, you know, and you're like, no, we're going to have home cooked food. Um, you know, and obviously, people's mm. kids could be fussy, understandably. Um, yeah. And I, I think what the thing is with me, actually, because you mentioned about not having the knowledge, and I wouldn't mm. say I don't have the knowledge or anything, but. If you give me a recipe or if I just, you know, something like mm. that, then I will cook it and I will make it. But if it was a case of... Off the bat. Like me. I'm like, oh, there's something in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sort of thing I yeah. would be like, well... I'll give some tips to that in a minute because I do that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I find, personally, the more you cook and learn off recipes, the more you can improvise. That's what I find personally. So the more you do... It's a bit like practicing a skill. Like, say me with doing kickboxing and people go to me... How do you know all these combinations? Because I wasn't taught a lot of them. Some of them are just my own. And it's just that I've learned the skill to actually just uh, learn my own. And I guess that's what you think, like chefs, I do, you understand what flavours go with what. I know this is a health and fitness yeah. thing we're talking about, but cooking is such a big part of um, health and fitness, you know, because it's, you know, the benefits are massive as well. For exa- example, it's always cheaper to cook at home. Always is. Mm. You know, if we have a month yeah. where we spent quite a bit, me and Steph, we'll actually opt to cook a lot at home on the weekends instead of going out. Because I love eating out, but I also like my own food as well. Mm. Um, so personally, I think it's personally cheaper, especially if you do it in bulk, like for families it's... as well. Like you guys, I've noticed you've always got stuff left over in the fridge, you know, like bolognese, yeah. uh, classic stuff which kids are going to eat, like exactly. chilies and yeah. stuff, uh, stuff you could do in a slow cooker things you could do in one pot. I love a one pot dish. I hate loads of dishes. Yeah. yeah. That's if it puts me off because I'm such a neat freak. I like mm. less dishes as possible. I know for someone who bakes, I know and there's loads of dishes in baking. Um <laughs> I don't well, I think I used to do a lot of that with the kids. Mm. I would always if I made something like a bolognese or kushpa or something, I would always make loads of it. So there was stuff in the freezer. So if there's a time when you just when you haven't got the time to cook, it's just whack it out the freezer yeah. and and it's there. Or if the kids are eating separate to us for any reason, then that's what I do. And that's probably a good tip to do, actually, perhaps. So, so it might be a case of one night you have to cook separate from your children, uh, whether it's mm. with your partner or not. Um, and it might be you actually do quite a big bulk one for the children. Mm. And then that way, yeah. the next night, you could just cook for yourself and bring that out, perhaps out the freezer. Yeah. Because... Um, Freezer stuff, people think they can't microwave from frozen, but you can. I used to work at a chip shop, and this is part of food standards, isn't that? So as long as you microwave it so, so it defrosts, and then you microwave it again to make sure it's piping hot, yeah. that is the key uh, when doing it. For example, we used to do frozen curry. We'd have, we make loads of curries for the chip shop, like from scratch, and we'd freeze a lot of them to keep because they're perfectly fine. Someone wants one yeah. there and then, and we haven't got any defrosted. We'd microwave it for four minutes on a defrost and four minutes when after it's defrosted, so it's piping hot. So that's the key. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because you have to check the temperature and everything, make sure it was safe to eat. And touch wood, we had no food poisoning. Um, <laughs> other benefits is, this is the main one, usually if you make a similar meal, say you decide to make a curry 
And instead of going out for curry, you're more likely to consume less calories at home than you are eating out because of oils being used. Um, could be bigger portions than usual when you eat out because people want their bang for their buck. So a lot of places will overfeed you. Um, yeah. I think classic examples are like your pub grub places. So you'll have, say, say a sea bass, uh, grilled sea bass on like crushed potatoes. But yeah, that's great for calories. And I ate one from a place called Swan and Two Next, really lovely, but I could taste how much olive oil was in there. Mm. And the best way to understand how chefs cook, watch Jamie Oliver. Because he oh. loves his olive oil. And yeah, it is oh, great does, for yeah. you. But there's no way you need that much. It's like nine calories per gram as well for fats. Mm. So, And people don't tend to count that in when they're eating out, never mind when they're at home. At home, you might use a teaspoon. like You might measure it out roughly yeah. or just do a little squirt or use a spray oil. It's a bit like Joe Wicks and some of his recipes. Yeah. It's just literally full of coconut oil isn't it yeah which is not i'm not saying they're bad but as me and kate no, no. you know it's what we try to educate so your macronutrients so when you've been tracking now as well as understanding calories that sometimes a chocolate bar will be less calories than a banana because it's about calorie yeah. content yeah, yeah. yes the banana might have more nutrients in it but this is where it comes down with that pyramid of hierarchy so you've got at the bottom the main one calories in calories out your next one's macronutrients uh, your main macronutrient is protein, which is always why we say try and hit your protein intake while in your calorie deficit. If you've got calories left, fats and carbs can be used for the rest of it because fats is nine calories per gram. Mm -hmm. Carbs is four calorie per gram. And then protein's about four, but actually it's actually less because the thermic effect is so high. It takes ages yeah. to break down. I think it's something like 2.4 when I last read it while it's been broken down. Uh, and that's yeah. why it's the most satiating food. And obviously fibrous foods are brilliant as well because they take ages to break down like your fruit and veg. So what we're saying with eating in, I'm not saying don't eat out, but if you eat out a lot, I think it's really hard to actually stay in a calorie deficit. I think it's more difficult mm. if you're trying to do a fat loss goal. If you're doing a performance goal or you're at maintenance calories or a surplus for whatever reason, then it's not too much an issue. But I think when you're doing fat loss or trying it, or you've been dieting for years and years and years and you're just trying to get into better habits, it may be better to only eat out maybe once, maybe maximum twice a week. Because yeah, we do eat out way I mean, more than we used to. Yeah, I mean, as much as we sort of gave our advice and tips on, you know, tracking calories when you're Because we know you want to eat out, and we do. Yeah, but you are kind of doing it roughly, and I guess and if you're eating out quite a lot, then that's a lot of estimating going on. Yeah. When you're trying to track your calories, so, yeah. Well, for example, last week, uh, we normally go for a clover, after um we do yoga and then we get ready for the live for you guys but we're doing that today instead so normally when we do that i would go clover as well with kate and get my lunch from there i can't say lunch um, it's dinner um and then we eat that together and go do the the live workout but because i was doing i was getting feast stone later i thought it's too much estimating oh, sorry. No, right. but basically it's too much estimating so i decided you know instead of going clover and feast stone one for cost and two, because of estimating calories, it made sense to probably have something that I've made instead. So I brought something to Kate's that was already tracked in. It just made it easy. It meant I could enjoy Feast of Stone without stressing about where my calories are at. And even though I'm not in a deficit, my calories are low at the moment. As you know, Kate, normally I probably would eat out twice in that circumstance. But because I'm injured, yeah. and I'm not moving as much as I normally do. I've had to make sure I'm staying in my deficit. If I went clover and et out later, there's more than likely to be over my calorie intake. And mm. I know I need to save a, a higher calorie day for a different day. So I, I was aware of that because I was eating yes. out on Friday with you guys. Yeah, I, I did a similar thing on, um, 
on the weekend because it was Alex's birthday mm. and he was having pizza. Now, obviously, he didn't need to have the pizza with him, but he wanted all of us to have pizza. So we did all the pizza from Domino's and I knew I'd eat the whole pizza. Of course. So literally, yeah. So literally earlier in the day, I had my breakfast later and I didn't have lunch. Yeah. And we had pizza. So yeah. it's just at the back of my mind to think, I know this is hugely calorific. So I just adjust what I'm doing earlier in the day. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, the benefits would be you usually um, eat, consume more, less calories when eating at home than you do eating out. So say you're going to recreate your favourite curry, you know, it's going to be a lot less because you're not going to put as much ghee in or as much oil in. You might use a, le- a leaner cut of meat or leaner, cu- or leaner protein yeah. as well. So the calorie-wise is great. You may you can use more veg to make it more filling to bulk out. Mm-hmm. You're less likely to have to have those giant naan breads, which are supposed to be served five people and yeah. I'll eat the whole thing and as you well. You use lower fat options where yeah. the restaurants are going to always be yeah that's because it just tastes fantastic but well, even if you exactly. even if you do to cho- do choose to have a higher fat option you may not use as big of a portion what they would probably yeah. use so bear that in mind like you know when you buy a non bread from the shop you can buy those little individual ones that you can have or if you do get a large we can share it out and then share like mm. um you know say you cook up say 300 grams of rice you could divide that up into a family or a save it for another day as well what that's also what's going on the other benefit is because you can bulk cook you can save those meals you go oh, i've got yeah. that for monday or tuesday it's sorted i haven't got to worry about that you can freeze it leave it in the fridge and um, i did a curry on saturday i did the buttered chicken curry which is my favorite and um, mm, i did the, nice. i did the slow cooker one this time there's got back to one um i will post up some recipes for the week as well uh, just remind me, Kate, because I'll forget else. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of my favourite ones, and a lot of clients love that one because it feels like a proper takeaway as well yeah. uh, when they're having it. And also because he does it for, I think it's five servings or four, no, four servings, but with only 500 grams of chicken breast, which I thought was quite decent. But I use a kilogram, and I got six, seven meals out of that, and the protein was higher as well, and it's really yeah. filling. And what I'll do, I'll serve it with, like, a lot of salad and some rice, but on the weekend, because I accounted for higher calories, I thought, you know, I'm going to have some, I have an arm bread, like an individual serving one from the co-op. Uh, still had rice with it as well. So I had a salad, put mango chutney and all that in. Make sure you count that all in there, guys, your sauces and everything, because it does add yeah. up. Um, and measure it out roughly as well. But it's just easier to manage and track, especially during a fat loss phase. We're not saying don't eat out. What we're saying is, if you eat out a lot in the week, once or twice a week's fine, but if you're doing three plus more times, which I think we are in this day and age at the moment, it's very popular to eat out and brunch, uh, go to business mm-hmm. meetings, me and Kate do it. Um, but I do have a limit on how often I will eat out. I do actually think it out more because of the cost as well. And I'm more, you're more likely to eat more your five a day when you cook it yourself because you add extra veg in. You're more likely to have a high yeah. protein intake because you can double your protein amount. So there's a lot of advantages to eating at home and like so you can adjust just the main one like we just said is the cooking oils and your dressings you can manage that better which is where the extra calories normally are usually we're not saying they're bad to have yeah you just they probably put quite an excessive amount in compared to what we'd put in at home yeah uh anything you want to add to the benefits kate apart from being cheaper as well um no, I think that's it yeah apart from i think we've got on there about learning about you know portion sizes and things like that yeah, so that's the other one. Yeah, sorry, you can uh, adjust your portion size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just thinking about that. So when we did the live the other week about explaining how to input your meal or recipe, we're doing it on my fitness pal NutriCheck. You could easily input all that in as well. What's yeah. good with I think NutriCheck you could do the same. So I used I think I use a high percentage of fat meat for my Mexican 
beef dish a day, cheesy Mexican beef one pan dish. I use a 10% fat one, so a 5%. It's just all the other in the supermarket. So I could go into my items, it's called, on my fitness pal and adjust that recipe for that. So it's a slight adjustment mm. you can make as you go. And then if you use a leaner one, go back and readjust it. It's quite easy to do. Yeah. So that's the other the benefit other of it. I was going to say, the other book that's good is the, um, the Fitness Chef. Yes. He does quite a lot of meals. Great infographics um, as well. Yeah that he sort of adjusted calorie-wise, but still made them like, less to eat. Yeah, exactly, flavour. Because we don't, won't you think, yeah. I've got to eat plain chicken and rice like a bodybuilder, cookie-cutter <laughs> diet. And this is the other thing, we want you to learn how to meal plan for yourself and home cook for yourself and plan yourself. Because if we give you a diet plan, which we aren't legally allowed to do because we're not dietitians yet to this day, we still have people who are nutritionalists, not dietitians, giving out diet plans, which really annoys me. So what we're qualified to do, what PTs are qualified to do, unless they are a dietitian, if they do not have that title whatsoever, they cannot give you a diet plan. Simple as, they're not legally allowed to do that. And it is protected yeah. a dietitian. Nutritionally, yeah. sadly, is it protected. So I'm qualified as a nutritional consultant. Um, Technically, Kate is actually for level three PT. It's just I've done a level slightly higher. That's the only difference. Uh, but all PTs I think it's can be nutrition advisor. Nutrition advisor, yeah. probably. Yeah. But they're not protecting names, so we can all call ourselves nutritionalists without a qualification. Though we have got qualifications yeah. for it. So just bear that in mind. So we're allowed to give you educate ed educate you about calories, about macronutrients. We can make meal suggestions and that. But say, yeah. for example, when I did that video of how to basically get your protein intake within 18 well in fact it was less than 1800 calories i don't think i tracked my whole day yet i'm not saying eat like me kate's not saying eat like her because we all live different lives they're just examples of how to do it because we can say to you oh eat as much protein as many calories but mm. a lot of people new to it and we understand do find it difficult it's just home yeah. cooking and planning really helps you with that helps educate you and that's why we like you tracking because you go oh like when people go to your oh, a banana is um, not as health it's healthier than say a chocolate bar or something, uh, and mm. like we're aware nutritionally it's probably better for you. Um, yeah. But if you say having a little snack size bar which is like fifty calories, but the banana's hundred calories, and if you have the banana you're gonna go over your calories. You know it's it's, it's offsetting yeah. your calorie intake if that makes sense. We're trying to. It's gonna be that. different depending on what your goals are, aren't they? Yeah. Like you said, you know. <laughs> Some people are in a fat loss phase, so you've got to cut your calories. Other yeah. people are just happy to make sure they stick at maintenance. You know, you being in a surplus because, you know, for muscle building and stuff like that, protein goals are different for different yeah. people. So it's not, yeah, you just can't. It's, there's definitely no one size fits no. all. But I think the other thing as well is when you give someone a diet plan and when you say, right, this is what you're going to eat, which is great because it takes the thought away from yeah. you. That's the point. You're not, you're, not, that, you're not learning, are you? No, exactly. It means once that person's gone away you'll just immediately go back to where you know exactly what was before we just went and learned anything so yeah this is what me and kate want you to get out of doing uh, any of the nk projects like so we're going to be running yeah. another one in october till christmas and we ideally want people in the position where they understand nutrition they understand their own diet their own nutrition and have mm -hmm. you know have knowledge about their own because everyone's so different even me and kate eat, eat different in the week apart from we eat together out yeah but even then we pick different meals half the time and we both Possibly, got different yeah. we both got different calorie goals um yeah. you know because of our size and our weight it's different 
Um, you know, I was chatting to a, I was messaging a client earlier, and because they are short, um, not as heavy for them to be in a deficit is quite difficult. And being female, it's really freaking mm-hmm. hard. And again, it's what we mean about eating in. It just makes things a little bit easier. But we're not saying don't eat out because we think person you need socialization and food is much more than calories. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to give you some tips and some advice where we get our recipes from and what we like to use. And I'll give you those tips about learning how to cook off the bat, how I do it, <laughs> how to build a meal, basically, because some people, I think, struggle with that. So I tend to use Scott Bapti a lot. So he spelt, his last name spelt B-A-P, so like a bap, and then T-I-E, like a tie, like a necktie. So Scott Bapti, uh, Scott Bapti, or Scott Bapti. He's on Instagram, he's on Facebook, he puts loads of free recipes on. He's macronutrient more. If you actually download um, and buy some of his recipe books, they're all online that you buy, they're all ebooks. He's even got like uh, the barcodes and stuff on so you could print it and scan it, mm-hmm. uh, which is brilliant. Um, I tend to read track the one of that did the high protein handbook? Uh, he did the high protein cookbook? I think he did, yeah. I think yeah. it's him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of those were free, weren't they? Mm. So. Yeah, he's got loads of free ones. You go to his website. Um, I downloaded a load of his free ones. So I did, like, say, a chicken biryani you smelt the other week, didn't you, when you come over when mm. I was injured? And I tell you what, the most of them are less than 400 or 500 calories. They're one pot dishes. He loves his slow cooking his one pot dishes, which I like that. It's not loads of mess. He's even done um, vegan and vegetarian dishes now as well. So if you prefer to get more plant-based into your diet but still hit your protein target, he's got some decent recipes. I think one he does a lentil dal one, and I've tried that. It's really nice. I think what I did to up the protein, I think I added chickpeas as well too, just to bulk it out a little bit more as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is the calories are a bit higher, but it's very filling because it's full of so much fibre. Yeah. Uh, another one I use is Niall Kirkland. He also runs The Good Bite on Instagram and Facebook. Now spelt with uh, it's spelt with double L at the end, and it's Kirkland. He's really good to follow. Uh, I've made loads of his recipes. He's good if you want some low-calorie uh, sweet foods. So say if you want like a really nice... I made you that banana bread, didn't it, a few weeks mm. back? Uh, and per slice was like 150-something. It was really good, and it was quite satiating, wasn't it? Um, he does yeah. nice little things like that if you want. The other thing is you could eat them all still. They're very satiating, very hedonic, as we call it. Um, but you could portion up as something to take to work where you're portion up in like some Tupperware, what you're going to have each day, if you know what I mean, like organise it out so you're not going to keep going and eating. But also great for kids to have too. Um, yeah. And they normally, he normally tries to include protein into them as well. So he uses the, it's, if you want to know how to use protein powder in cooking, he is the one go-to. Uh, you've said the fitness chef, didn't you, as well? The fitness chef, yeah. And I'm just trying to think of his name now. I know, I never remember. I just know the fitness chef. But he's brilliant. His Instagram's amazing. He does yeah. infographics. So what Graham he'll... Tomlinson, I think. Yeah. But what he'll do is side by side, like say what people think is healthy and what's unhealthy. But normally the unhealthy ones, less calories and more protein. <laughs> um, like say the classic, the smoothie, isn't it? The, the classic uh, naked, yes. innocent smoothie. Look, they're lovely. They're very nice. And if you can keep it in your goal and you enjoy it, then have it. But don't have it for the sake of it's healthier. Have yeah. it because it's going to help you match your goal or because yeah, you just like it. Uh, and I think it was next like to some pieces of fruit and I think some sushi or something just, just randomly off the top of my head. But he's very mm. educational with his infographics. They are brilliant. Really, yes, yeah, they are good. He even does it with fast food stuff so you can see like... 
Um, he's got like a McDonald's one. He's got like a KFC one. He's got different ones on there, so you can look at them as well. It's really cool. Yeah, and then, and then he's got all the recipes for you know your takeout type things, yeah. so your pizzas and burgers his, his and what His books are know. really good. Yeah, I've yeah, given I've give loads away his prizes because they're that good actually. Um, and depending on the winners of this group, the person if they haven't won something before, they they'll get a fitness chef book. But some of you on here have done other stuff or won like a giveaway and have it already. So I'll organise a different one for you depending on who wins as well. Uh, so next one is also my protein actually on their Instagram and Facebook. Do put some recipes on and their website's got some as well. Uh, and again, if you're not sure how yeah. to use your protein powder, you want to use it in some cooking. Uh, they show that as well. And um. Just thought of it, my fitness pal. Yeah, they've got recipes on there. I think they check. I'm sure Nutri Check do as well. Oh, do they? I don't I'm know. Sure do. really yeah. It, yeah. I'm sure they've got uh, recipes on there as well, suggestions. Yeah. Um, I think there is a yeah, there is actually a tab that says recipes, and you go in and mm. it gives you either a selection of high protein or low calorie or whatever. Yeah. Type of, type of food you're looking for. That's it. Yeah. And if you're ever not sure, just let us know because you know people can get confused with wording that. Uh, the other one where I get loads of my recipes from is BBC Good Food. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually really good. So if you're looking for like a generic chicken curry recipe, can't be yeah. good food. Uh, but again, if you're looking for good curries, Scott Baptist probably the man. I think he does the nicest curry recipes. Now Kirkwood does a nice butter chicken as well. It's a bit more high calorie, but it's banging. It's really nice. Mm. It's the only one my missus will eat. She doesn't do like the Scott Baptist one. I'm like, I personally prefer his. Probably it's a bit more spicier. So you copy that. Um, Another one I tend to go off as well as BBC Good Foods. Actually, as much as I rip him how much oil he uses, I actually do like Jamie Oliver's stuff. I've cooked a lot of mm. his recipes because they're easy, if I'm dead honest. Yeah. And that is a barrier for some people. They just don't know how to cook and they fake the good shit. Especially with five-ingredient foods. Yeah, less ingredients, which I do like that. People, yeah. I've had people actually say to me, it's more than five ingredients, they can't be asked. So yeah. if that's a less of a barrier for you to do that, Jamie Oliver's pretty good. Just probably leave yeah. out as much oil as he you normally uses and maybe do some swaps, yeah, I would suggest. Nice. Spray, spray oil is always wicked. Joe Wicks is another one. Yeah, um, but, mac but macro. Mac yeah, so I would personally yeah. macro return some yeah. of his recipes. And don't, you don't need to use as much oil as he uses as well. And his recipes are nice. Don't get me wrong. They are nice. They yeah. are. I've tried them, but man, they're mm. calorie dense, some of them. <laughs> some of them are. Horrific, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. You could easily do some swaps. So he always yes. encourages you to full fat coconut milk. Don't get me wrong, fat is good for you and fat is essential for carrying nutrients around the body. Like you're, you cannot survive without dietary fat. You would not survive. Yeah. You'd end up with all sorts of issues and having no fat in your diet. Fat and protein, they're the two macronutrients you need to survive. Mm. Carbohydrates, you can live without. But fat and protein, you can't live without. You have to have them too. Um, so tips for this one. Um, when it comes to like what to do to cook efficiently. So my first tip is a slow cooker. If you haven't got one, freaking get one. Why have you not got one in your yeah. life? Have you got one, Kate? I have got one, yes. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think I use my slow cooker at least every other week. And if I don't do yeah. that, I do a one pot dish. Uh, one pot dishes you can actually search for one pot dishes that is a thing you can legit search uh, search for uh, scott baptist good for that and now kirkland them two tend to do a lot of one pot if you go on bbc good food and search one pot dishes go for it yeah my other tip would be it's not a site which specifically tailored to people who want to be active like you guys um the um 
say BBC Good Food, I would say double the protein portion. So if they asked for, say, okay. 400 chicken breasts to serve five of you, I would probably put 800 in personally. Mm. Um, always try and do an extra portion of your meal. Um, this is something I do because I haven't got a family. I know you do the extra portions, don't you, as well, Kate? Um, yeah. Every time I make a dish, now and again, I'll make a, like a, literally an extra one and freeze it. Because every four weeks, I don't have to food prep. It's all in the yeah, free, And I have yeah. a surprise each day. It's great. Yeah. Um, and I know what they are as well, so I can track them in. I know as soon as I cook it, because they're all less than 500 calories, uh, the meals I make. It's only if I, if I add rice or something extra to it. I have to track that in. But that'd be a good way of doing it as well, the extra portion. Yeah. Uh, another one is tray bakes. I think people forget about a good old tray bake. Yeah, yeah. You know, basically... Loads of veg, chop it or whatever. You, this is where you say you struggle with improvis improvisation. So what I'll do if I've got loads of veg in the fridge to use up because I freaking hate waste, I'll chop it all up, teaspoon of oil into a bottle so it's all in a bowl, so I mix it all around, loads of herbs and that, whatever you enjoy. If you want it spicy, then go like Cajun. It's always a good yeah. one. Paprika and anything tastes amazing. <laughs> salt mm. and pepper are always, always as well. Not shitty table salt, though. You want, like, pink Himalayan <laughs> or sea salt to crack it in, like. Um, balsamic vinegar works really well. Just it like a I teaspoon like of that. Because it, it gives a nice taste to it. Uh, mm. Even a drizzle of honey on the top once you put it on the tray. Yeah. But you could literally just cook the veg you got left over. Top of where it up and it can go along with, say, you decide to pan fry some... Uh, peri peri chicken breast uh it could be you've got like a, a chickpea lentil sort of like chili or something just have to just put the roasted veg with it mm. uh even just like cooking a load of chicken sausages and you just want like sausage and veg bake yeah simple well, things like chicken at the same time as you cook your veg yeah if you want okay. to absolutely yeah you could stick it on the top it just might be say people don't fancy the same meat every day it's a good way to variate yeah. if you want to do that because uh, you can use it as side dishes as well. Uh, but I think people underestimate a good veggie tray bake on, as a side mm, dish absolutely. and store that. So if you have got fussy people, it might be really got to cook a different protein, but not the veg. Yes. Because it might be they like all the veg in there. But anything can go in. I've done cherry tomatoes, squash before, mixed together, sweet potato. Um, <laughs> I've put in carrots. Is that your dog yeah. squeaking? It is. He's got his teeth, he's kind of <laughs> so it's not me and Kate making dodgy noises. Don't worry. It's just Bailey, the dog, uh, squeaking his toy. Um, but that's what I've, I've done in the past. What's it? Sorry. Courgette. Courgette. Yeah. Someone's just give me a, a courgette. So I need to use that for a tray bake. Mm. But you can then uh, cook, like say, um, oven cook some cod, uh, or um, grill some salmon. That would go nice on top. Yeah. Really yeah. simple stuff. We're not on about being chefs, guys. Just keep it. Well, that's all you need, isn't it, really? If you, if you put your potato or your sweet potato in with that, then that is literally it. Yeah, just, just keep no. it literally that simple. Um, now, I think someone asked us before, didn't they, like how to track calories when you've cooked for a family? Because you've had this dilemma, haven't you? And how to oh, portion yeah, it yeah, out yeah. after. Because obviously people <laughs> say, do I track food in when it's not cooked or when it's cooked? I would say track it in uncooked. Stick with one method. And yeah. also, I think when you cook pasta, of course, it's going to be heavier because it's got water in it. But it's not mm. extra calories. It doesn't magically appear more calories. So I say cook, yeah. I do it from dry, personally. Uh, raw uh, meat, I do, it for, I do meat from raw as well. I do, yeah. So how do you manage that with, when you do a family cooker for your portions cake? Someone's asked this before, haven't they? Well, I was going to say, I, 
I would measure it out dry. I think, be- yeah, because we talked about pasta, didn't we? Where, yeah, that's the hardest one, isn't it? Or yeah. rice, isn't it? I've had it before when I've got the four bowls out. And you're like, shit. One, and I put the dried pasta in each of the bowls, like thinking that's how much everyone's going to have. And then, but then I put the whole lot in the pan. But I suppose when I then serve it out, I roughly know how much we're each going to have. But I don't really know what the way round is for that. Yeah, I, I think you just got to estimate as best you can. I think... Because uh, you don't want to be cooking it separately. That's just madness, but... No. Um, I did suggest yeah. something. I can't remember what I said. I, suggested... I think there is a very convoluted way of doing it, of weighing it dry and weighing it once it's cooked and then somehow like that, but it looked like a proper fat. Yeah, and you don't want to have to do all that. I think, personally, it is going to be estimation on the eye a little bit. Yeah. And you just do the best you can. But if you like, say, if you're tracking... Say you're doing fat loss particularly and you're tracking your weight and measurements and you see things going up and that's the only thing you can think of, not that you're forgetting yeah. to track things on weekends or extra nibbles or mm. sauces, then that'd be, oh, I'll just have a small portion of that next time. So it could yeah. be just guesstimating a little bit like that because anything we track in is always an estimation. We just do the best we can and yeah. see if it works with the results we're trying to get. I think there's probably worse things that you'd go up under or over on other than a bit of pasta. Yeah, it, so. exactly. It, it might be you just go, if anything, maybe just have a slightly small portion if you're trying to do fat loss, I would just say. Um, yeah, so just when you dish it out, just be mindful that you might have yeah. a smaller one. Than yeah, and you might maybe put more salad or, or something or veg in there yeah. and a bigger protein yeah. portion and do it that way. If your partner prefers to have more pasta, let them have more pasta. Yeah. Um, now, someone asked me this. They said, because people know that my partner's a very fussy eater. And they're like, how on earth do you do it, Nat? I said, we do actually eat separate quite a lot. I food prep as well on Saturday or Sunday. I do one do one of my meals for the week. I don't mind. It works for me and Steph. It causes less arguments. It means I can enjoy the flavours of the world because Steph likes baby food, pretty much, I like to call it. <laughs> the other thing we can agree on is a spag bowl's pretty nice, so I do like that. Um, but it just causes less issues. It's way easier for us. And she's supportive of letting me have what I want and vice versa. It doesn't fuss me what she wants. We'll we'll eat together, out together. But even then, we've got completely different tastes. Um, mm. You know, like I love spice. I love flavour. Steph likes things quite bland, as I like to call it. Um, you know, she's not as bad as she used to be, but that's how we have to do it. It's just easier. So if I make a curry and I want it hotter, I put fresh chilli on afterwards to make it hotter for me. Um, whereas Steph might have more yoghurt in hers and do it that way. So you just got to compromise. And I think yeah, your partner like should be... Because kids don't necessarily like spicy or hot stuff. No, so you could do exactly you just, the same. You know, you can yeah, chop more chilli after. Yeah, you serve their portion out. Serve their portion out before you put the, yeah. the chilli like, and the other bits in. Yeah, it's like me. I love bell peppers and all that sort of thing. I'd love power loads of Vegemite dishes, whereas mm. Steph would like uh, onion and garlic. <laughs> she likes spinach yeah. now and again, you know, because it just cooks down to nothing. Uh, but what I tend to do, I'll stir fry things separately and then serve it up together. Like I say, it's a bit of a fast yeah. sometimes, but because only me and her are not a family, I can yeah, easily yeah. just cook for myself. But I understand with a family, it's a lot different. Mm. Um, it's a bit tricky. Well, not tricky, it's just I don't live that life, so I, I can't relate. It's just from experience helping clients and, exp- and helping them experiment what's best for them to try and do it. Mm. Uh, like you said, probably the bulk cooking, uh, adding flavour afterwards instead. Yeah. yeah. Doing it that way. Um, like someone serving up the dish if you're doing a fat loss phase it might be of a small portion say the carbohydrate stuff because that's where it's more easy to overeat and double your protein Absolutely, portion yeah. having the salad in the middle of the 
table for you to help yourself and maybe it'll encourage your kids and your partner to help themselves so they get yeah. it's better for them as well and you know to get some express and try what they want to try isn't it mm, absolutely so this week's mission for you guys the main focus point is we want you to create a meal plan now if you go to the very first email we sent you uh, with all the tools including the nk project guide in there was actually a meal plan that you can use if you wish unless you've got your own it might be like me you've got a whiteboard one that you can wipe off uh, avon salam actually funnily enough i have to stick it on my fridge it's magnetized so i can write in for the week what i'm having i can see where i'm eating out uh so if I, I think oh i should eat out that day and i might know i'm eating out there and then so i'll grab my meals otherwise i'm wasting the food in my fridge ends up being chucked away which i don't like doing um so we'd like to see that in the group. We'd like to take a picture or a screenshot, if you've done on your phone, of what you've uh, planned to have that week. You don't have to have every single meal planned, by the way. No, just, no. Yeah, just kind of do what you can do for yeah. that week. I think week. personally, for most families, the evening meal's pretty easy because I think you normally plan ahead, don't you, roughly, and you might rehash a few things in the week. I find families always find the evening meal the easiest. It's breakfast yeah. and yeah, dinner. Yeah, we tend to plan our whole, our whole week. Mainly because it's just easy, easy to, to shop. I can't stand that sitting around going, what should we have for dinner? Yeah. And also, and then, guys... Like, no one can agree and you end up like just having something you wouldn't normally choose. But yeah, yeah. so we always do that. Just saves I'd that say part. also as a family, it's easier to do the shopping once you know what you're having, isn't it? Because I can't oh, think of anything yeah. worse and try and like, yeah. write a shopping list, but you don't know what you're going to cook the week after. Mm. So I do the yeah. same. I always think, what meal am I going to have next week? I try to get Steph to do that as well. But she, because she's a bit picky, sometimes she... Till she, she, she wants, we get what she wants to get another day. She decides she doesn't want to eat it. Uh, so it'll look it's not too bad because I'll have it. But I would say planning ahead before you food food shop makes your food shopping ten times easier and less stressful. Yeah, it's definitely. definitely. And also that way you know to get your staples in. So like your, your seasonings, your flavors. Like you said, Kate, about improvising. The more stuff that like you have in, the more easy it is to improvise. Like say a stir fry. I think that's why people get scared to improvise. If I'm honest, if you just did soy and honey. That is the mm. easiest stir fry to make. And then a bit of cornstarch and water to thicken your sauce. You can put a bit of water in so it goes a bit nice and thicker. And then you can always flavour it afterwards if you want a little bit of sesame seeds on there to sprinkle. And you can add on sriracha if you like me, you like things hot. Um, stir yeah. fries are probably one of those easiest things to do off the bat and tray bakes. I literally yeah. make stuff like that up. Uh, but because I've cooked for so long all, all my life pretty much, um, I'm quite good at improvising. But I'd say that's that's the idea. You've got to practice it. It's like a skill. See, cooking is a skill. Same with baking. And I fucked up on bakes and cooks be- cooking meals before. I tell you best. You, you let me know if you got one, Kate, before we finish. So, uh, one thing I did once. It was a come down me theme with some friends, <laughs> um, and I was the second one to go. And I made the start. Start was fine. It was like a spicy sweet potato soup. I did like a uh, Jamaican style one. So that's it. That's the theme. Uh, after I made that, I was doing Jamaican jerk chicken thighs with coconut rice. So the chicken was fine. Coconut rice was crunchy because I thought <laughs> I won't use a recipe. I know how to cook, which I do. I know how to cook rice. But because I've never cooked for like seven people before, I just poured a load of rice in. They get oh, it's a cup per person. No. Right. And then no matter how much water I'd put in and with the coconut milk, it would not cook. <laughs> it's crispy as fuck. Um, my dessert went well, and that's when I found my love for uh, baking. Actually, I just did a simple, well, technically a bake, it was a non bake, but I did a chocolate uh, torte with uh, a biscuit crumb 
and actually it's the best they said it's the best thing they've ever had actually and since then it got me into baking oh, actually and i failed on baking too in the end <laughs> my worst bake was i made i was going for my first ever general louise sponge i've yet to try it again uh, because there's no rice and aged apart from the eggs must have overfolded it a bit too much so i was really freaking careful to not knock the air out came out like rubber <laughs> and protein pancakes don't get me started how many times i've effed up on them oh no but when i get them right think, they're nice but when they're wrong yeah. i just can't even eat them i think mine have probably just been when i've tried to do something baking wise i think i remember you saw my banana bread that i tried to do it was still nice i ate some and, well yeah but it was just mush it all just didn't... <laughs> edible and yeah i think some cookies or brownies i've done as well they didn't work out right the kids weren't interested in them and i think they took them out and tried to feed them to the ducks and they just either sank or they were just <laughs> Cakes once for the school bake sale. How did you get that wrong? Work. I think I just overdid, overheated the chocolate. So you know. Yeah, I know. I know. I've done that. Like, yeah, I'm guilty of that. To what be fair. What a waste of chocolate yeah. that was. Oh, I know. It's a, and sometimes you can melt chocolate in the microwave. It's the same chocolate you always use because I do a brownie recipe, and it and for some reason randomly it will just go tits up. It will just like yeah. overcook and like yeah. I do exactly the same as I normally do. What have I done different? <laughs> I think it's just the air temperature of the house. So like in the summer months, <laughs> I find in the summer that's when it happens quite a lot. But in the winter, it never fucks up. I always get my brownies bang on when it's a bit cooler. <laughs> so, but that's what I mean. Don't be scared to fail, guys. Just keep practicing and practicing and practicing, and the better you get. That's why this week we'd like you to create a meal plan. Once you've done that, you can do your shopping list. It makes it easier. Uh, we've given suggestions where to look at. So Scott Baptiste, Fit the Chef, um, BBC Good Foods. You can even look at the body coach stuff, but just make sure you macro that up. Uh, use the techniques on my fitness pal on NutriCheck to input your recipe or if it's just a serving for one add it all in individually then save it so you use it for next time so you haven't got a faff of it all the time uh, so we'd like you to post that up i've got a thread going out for you to post up into that um you don't have to prep too far ahead we're not asking you to do every meal it's only one meal and you do it two or three days ahead that's fine that's an achievement mm. we're not asking you to trap the entire freaking week uh just yeah. do the best you can and you can work from that what you need to work on then, can't you? And you can ask for advice when you do your check-in next week. Yeah. Your active goal, just a reminder, is that we want you to master push-ups and squats. A lot of you may already lift, some of you might not. But I've got some technique videos that I've videoed and uploaded for you. Uh, because I know a lot of you are into your lifting. So if you want to really knuckle down the tech, you can just do an afternoon of like half an hour practicing how to master your push-ups better. Whether you're on knees or whatever level you're at. And same with squats, because we always see errors on there. So that's why we decided this week to do that because they're the two main exercises people seem to struggle with technique wise uh, but they're mm -hmm. also easy to practice at home because they're all bodyweight exercises so i want you to do that this week um other than that for meal prepping if you do get stuck me and kate have got loads of recipes we use and um, more than happy to forward them on if you go onto my page on instagram or facebook so the nag personal trainer i post a recipe normally every saturday um unless i get i've not cooked anything new i might recycle one to remind you what i do cook but if you have a look on there i put loads on there guys have a look on there and i'll try and remember to post up some stuff into the group later as well to help you guys out with recipes but we also if you've got any recipes you do cook up during this time post them up guys if you've got the macronutrients yeah. and the calories post them up to show that you've done it and we would love to hear what strategies you use and take uh, to ma uh, master meal planning a bit more but like i said we're not after you 
doing chicken and rice five days a week for free of your meals. No. Be realistic, guys. We've all seen curries and shit like that and, co and cottage pies and all that. Uh, you know, it, later in the time of year, it's going to be cold eventually. So lobby, if you're stoky like me, you'll be having lobby to stew, basically. Um, <laughs> for people who don't know, <laughs> if they're not from Staffordshire. Um, you know, that's normally what I'll cook up and uh, later in the year, like cottage pies or shepherd's pie, I'll cook up them later in the year. So you will find over the year, you'll change your recipes based on the time of year as well. Yeah. So like when it was hot those few weeks ago, the good old jacket potato and cottage cheese was a win for me. <laughs> or tuna mayo, because it was too hot to have something like warm, wasn't it? Yeah. Anything else to add, Kate, you can think of before we get take off? Um, I don't no but if you do get stuck guys let us know don't forget to do your check-in because this weekend next week the last weeks of the project uh and like i said i've got the prizes set up and ready to give to the winners we will be choosing a winner based on like they checked in every week with us um they overcome problems and we'll do the best they can we see you're putting effort in so we'll be looking at every detail of those who've been checking every week if you do check in late don't we still get back to you it just takes you out the you know the running to win like a prize yeah. for the nk project the check-ins for your benefit remember guys is to help you self-signal uh, what you want to achieve so we hope you found yeah. today useful because we know cooking can be quite daunting for a lot of you but we look forward to see what you cook up uh, and how what strategies you put in place to meal plan as well mm. so take care guys do keep in touch if you get stuck it is the nk project at the nag personal trainer uh, .co.uk you can always get us on there or messages um onto the group as well and ask for help if you need help okay okay guys right take care thank you and speak to you soon guys bye bye